0: Hello and welcome to Kindling Helpline with Mothercraft nurse Chris Minode, who has over 30 years' experience helping families with everything from bringing a newborn home to toddlers' tantrums and more. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Chris, welcome to Kindling Conversation. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. If you've got a question for Chris, now is the time to get in touch. You can give us a call on 1-800-KIDS-RADIO or you can email us at conversation at kindling.com.au. And uh, if you're listening live, you can also text us on 0437 200. Now, I am just going to ask a very quick question of you, Chris, for my own self, because I can't actually see any questions on the communication <laughs> page, so we'll which have a is a chat. great way to start. But I think we can also give um, people some information to go with as, as I try and find this, which I should have found before we actually went live on air. Um, but the question I've got for you is about older boys and night training. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. Night nappy training. So my son is still, he's four. Four. Four and a half. Oh, gosh, he's grown up. He's very grown up. Now. And we uh, decided with him that it was just, we're just going to make it easier and we're mm. going to put him in nappies at night time. Yeah. Um, so you made that
1: decision when you were toilet training. Him. Yeah. Yeah, which just, is what most people do.
0: Yeah. So yeah. But then he's you know, his birthday was in May and I think maybe we've been a bit lazy and we haven't yeah. taken those nappies off him. How do you do the toilet training at night with children for night napping. That age? So he's at yeah. a good
1: age and there's no reason for him not to be. I think it, you like you say, it's more convenience more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the first things I'd consider is I might wait till it's a bit warmer, yeah, it's a bit cool and sometimes that disturbs their pattern of night sleeping and um, their ability to get up and go to the toilet. The second thing i do is I'd sort of make sure that in the late afternoon early evening wasn't drinking out of big drink bottles you know he's just having a drink drink bottles
0: are our big yeah
1: that's right and that's what we find a lot of is that you know kids these days have big drink bottles and they're drinking this an enormous amount and they should be really just drinking to their thirst so because it's in a bottle they keep drinking if it was in a cup they drink less now whether that helps or doesn't help you know it's still out in the you know does it matter or not Need him to go to the bathroom beforehand and does he do a wee? Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: will he do a wee? Yes. And I know at the moment his nappy will be wet in the morning. And that's mainly because when they wake up, they lay there and they do a wee. Yep. Because they're in this safe environment, so yeah. So I think what I would be doing is making sure he goes to the toilet, reducing the uh, that physical amount of water that he's taking. Not reducing water, but just the physical amount. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing I do, and especially with little little four year olds, is I take ten nappies and I put it on their drawers. Oh yes, I remember. And I just say, when these nappies are finished, mummy's going. We're going to try no nappies at night, so that they can visually see it happening for them. Not today I wore one, tonight I'm not. Um, And then literally I would, when we get to the 10th one, I'd say to him, if you need to go to the toilet at night, we've left the bathroom light on, we've left your door open a little bit
0: or we'll open the door when we go to bed and see what he does. And um, does he... I, at one point, we were thinking we'd just let him go through and, like, you know, wait same. for him to do it. Well, not wait, but say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna start doing it now. Maybe have yeah. a reward chart, and then in the morning, we'd check to see if he had a certain amount of dry nappies before we took.
1: Yeah, but himself. remember, he's in this comfortable zone of okay. doing a wee in the morning. So okay. he, it's an achievement that he probably won't be able to do. Right. And then he might get himself a bit anxious because he wants the reward. Yes. So weirdly, <laughs>
0: reward.
1: Um, I never use reward systems with toileting because it's mm. something they have to do. They're either mature enough to do it or they're not ready. Yeah, that's true. So I think if it was intermittent, you could probably try it. Mm. But I think he might get a bit stressed if he can't do it and then, but he really wants the reward. You know, after. <laughs> (laughs) five days. So I think I would just give him the visual of saying, here's our nappies, that's the end of the nappies.
0: And And then,
1: yeah. And then, you know, really think about how many bottles of water he's taking during the day and just reduce it and see if he
0: can do it. All right. Thank you so much. That is a pleasure. Um, And I have found now the questions. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for your patience and letting me ask my question about my own son. Um, But I I did want to acknowledge that today is the um, International Pregnancy and Infants Loss Remembrance Day. And to um, just make mention of that, and that my heart goes out to any of you out there who have lost a child. Um, And as I mentioned, you are listening to Kindling Helpline. Mother Craft Nurse Chris Minogue has been... Doing this for 30 years, yep. and um, yes, I just sneaked in a cheeky question about my own son. But we do have a question from Gemma, who has a 15 month old yep. um, who they've recently transitioned to one nap a day. Perfect. He's sleeping well at night, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. with no assistance, but his days for his day sleep, he's been waking after 45 minutes to an hour crying a lot, and I'm unable to resettle him and then he's up for the rest of the day, sometimes struggling Ooh. to get till 7 p.m. This has been going on for about 3 weeks now and I'm unsure if he may be over or under tired when I put him down. I've been doing 12 noon most days, but have trialed earlier and later and doesn't seem to change the time. Could 13 hours be enough sleep in 24 hours for him? Again, he's 15 months old. Or how can I get him to sleep longer in the day? I think lots of
1: people actually have this problem and they're not sure what to do. When somebody asks me this question, generally it tells me that the baby isn't ready for one sleep they still want to sleep. So it depends what he was doing with two sleeps, whether they were two short sleeps. So he could have been having two sleeps of 45 minutes. So the actual problem is he doesn't know how to go past the 45-minute mark. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter whether he has one or two or three. Yeah. It's not working um, for him. Inadvertedly, he's getting himself overtired because he's only having 45 minutes in the day. Mm-hmm. And the actual answer is he carries a day's sleep until he's two and a half or three. So he's definitely not ready to give it up. 13 hours won't be enough. He would be a screaming mess by 4.30 and you'll be a screaming mess by (laughs) 4.45. So definitely needs the sleep. Traditionally at 15 months, I'm usually putting them down around 11.30 if they're getting up between 6 and 7 in the morning and giving them a sleep of about two hours. So your timing seems right. So 11.30, 12, I don't think there's that big a difference. It's probably the message about the 45 minutes and going back to sleep. But if it's become really stressful, you could go back to giving him two sleeps, um, even if they're two 45-minute sleeps for a week, and then merge it again, Um But my guess is that this is about going back to sleep after waking at 45 minutes and that's a little bit of retraining, a little bit of resettling and
0: that might help him out. Okay. Well, good luck with that one, Gemma. This one comes from Prue. My four and a half month old girl can self-settle during the day and at bedtime and was only waking for one to three feeds overnight. In the last two days, she's waking five times overnight, every two hours. How do I settle her back to sleep rather than feeding her each time? If I feed her, she will feed for about 15 minutes, but will usually be completely out to it. And I can't wake her by burping before putting her back in her bassinet. To he- teach her to self-settle, we've let her cry, whinge for a bit, doing intervals. But yep. that is so much harder at night. It is, and that's probably <laughs> what's
1: happened. So
0: um,
1: it's really good that she's self-settling for you um, in the day, and hopefully that's still going on, even though the nights have fallen apart. And um, generally speaking, around this age group, around four and a half, five months, then you require one feed overnight. So it's really easy to get into a pattern of feeding back to sleep, and that come in the problem and not only that but when they have that many feeds at night and especially for 15 minutes they often then revert their feeding in the day so they don't take enough so it becomes this self provocating you know cycle of behavior where it's almost like you have to feed them at night because they are so hungry. So what I would do, it doesn't really tell us whether you've started solids or not, but we'll assume that maybe she's having one feed in the day. She should have um, four milk feeds, four to five milk feeds in the day and a meal. So depending on whether you've started that or not. And um, usually one... Might be a loose two feeds, but generally moving towards one feed overnight. So, in this case, what I would do is grade her off her feeds at night. So, the first time she wakes, so if you put her down at seven and she wakes at nine by the sounds of it, um, that would be a resettle. So, no matter how long it took or what you had to do, I wouldn't feed her. But the second time she woke, which in this sequence might be around 11, I would make sure that I would give her a full feed with both sides. So what that usually does is then allow the next what would have been a wake up at one push out a bit. So the third wake up would be a resettle and the fourth wake up, should there be a fourth wake up, which is somewhere around the 4:35 o'clock morning, I would only give a half a feed. Now a couple of nights later after doing that, I then go, Well, I'm going to resettle you before midnight and then feed and then resettle you till six. So that's sort of getting her back into one feed. So if you have a bit of an idea of how to do it, it usually works really well because usually you've got two things going on. The more she feeds at night, the less she feeds in the day. So you've got to take a day and a night to turn that pattern back around again. Good luck, have a way of doing it and stick with it and it will revert itself back the right way.
0: Oh, the memories of yeah. when they were that small <laughs> proof. It's help. my children definitely don't wake up that much anymore. You will one day <laughs> get way more, <laughs> way more sleep. There's an end. There's an end in sight. Um, while I have everyone though, I'd just like to mention the Kindling survey because um, every so often we actually have the opportunity to get some feedback from our listeners about how the station's going. This is both for our music content. If you're watching us on Facebook Live, you might want to check us out on your digital radio or on the mm-hmm. apps stream us. We've got lots of great music. But um, if you're listening to us uh, through your digital radio, we want to know what you think. Either way, if you don't have any sense of the amazing music on this (laughs) station, tell us what you think about us. Kindling Helpline, Chris Minogue. I know you love her, but just let us know if there's anything else you'd like to see on the program overall. And um, we want to take all of that feedback and then use it to shape the station. Now, if you enter this survey... If you fill it out and you just go to kindling.com.au forward slash survey to do this, um, you could be in the running to win a $500 gift voucher to Bunnings or Maya or some free childcare. Thanks to our childcare partners. You get to choose which one if you win. All right, and now what you want most right now is some answers to your questions, so we'll head back to that. Uh, Rhiannon has a 10-month-old. She's currently in Melbourne, travelling to the Gold Coast for nine days. How do I manage the hour difference and how to manage sleeping in the same room without affecting our great sleep routine?
1: Oh, this is a really difficult one. The hour absorbs in the day. That's a really easy one. Sleeping in the room, really hard one. It gets to an age when you travel with children, especially when they've been sleeping independently in their own room and then suddenly you're all in a hotel room together and the whole thing could implode on you. So go cautiously and carefully. Um, And nine days is is a long long, enough time, isn't it? Yeah, well, you only need two to three and they've learnt it. So we're not sure if this is a hotel room or your mum's only got one bedroom and everyone's in together. But either way, what happens with 10-month-olds is two things. As you enter the room, it disturbs their sleep. So no matter how much you tiptoe, it's like anybody. If you're asleep in a room and somebody comes into the room, you become aware And then often it starts to wake them. The second thing that happens is they're smart little bunnies. And when they get up in the morning where they might have got up and played for a little bit or even overnight, you often hear them playing for a little bit. They'll realize you're just over there. So they start pointing at you and talking to you and then calling out to you until you do something. So you've got to be really cautious and aware of um that sleep behavior at night his day sleep should be fine because you're not in the room with him um, that's that saying um the one hour time difference gets absorbed into the day so if you leave at i don't know if it'd be forward or backwards Um, But whatever time you arrive in Brisbane, you just pick the day up as if it's that time. So if you leave Melbourne at 9 and you arrive in Brisbane at 11, you just sort of absorb that one hour across the day so that when you put him down that night, it's 7 o'clock in Brisbane. And the same going back? And the same going back. So one you'll have to push a little bit and the other one you, you sort of shorten things a little bit. So you just try and get to the end of the day in the place that you're in in the right time frame. There you go.
0: Okay, and so. Marianne, and you never know, your little one might just be totally awesome and not, you might just be a really deep sleeper. You're listening to Kindly Conversation. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, this is a long one from okay. Deanne. My son is almost three and for the past two years has been a great sleeper, generally. Suddenly, for what seems to be no reason at all, he won't go to bed at night. He will only sleep with us after a bit of mucking around. It has happened a couple of times last week and the last two consecutive nights. I want to nip it in the bud. Good work. He is still in a cot, sides up. He's never attempted to climb out. And we have always had a good routine of dinner bath story and then bed at 7.30, which until now has worked well. I should also mention that he still has a dummy for sleeping, which he's very attached to, and a couple of teddies, which he has never really hung on to that much, plus white noise. Right. He still has an afternoon nap of one to three hours. Oh, there's a problem. Although I'm not sure if he is sleeping for all of this, likes to lie in there, I think. He will head off to his bedroom of a night and put him, we will, sorry, head off to a bedroom of a night and put him in his cot and he'll grab grab the dummy, lie down. Then they do the kiss, cuddle, goodnight thing, and yep. then he'll throw the, na- the dummy and proceed to yell for it. Yep, that's right. After a minute or two, we go and give it to him, encourage him to go to sleep and leave the room again, obviously using the dummy to get us back in the room. So that's his he keeps clever. repeating. He's very <laughs> clever, isn't he? This repeats until we get him up and attempt bedtime a bit later. However, nothing seems to improve, and we end up having to go to bed ourselves and put him in with us. Daytime naps seem to be unaffected. Is this a phase, daylight savings adjustment, or maybe time to put him in a big bed? It's actually time to drop the day sleep. Right. Oh, okay. Yes. He's having a one to three hour,
1: three-year-old. So the really good news is you've got loads of time with him in the day. The really sad news is you've got loads of time with him in the day. (laughs) No rest. (laughs) No rest. So this sounds like a classic case of him being ready not to need his day sleep because at the end of the day, he's struggling to go to sleep and he's playing up and he's getting in trouble for not going to sleep or it's frustrating for everybody. So um, I think what I do is wean him off his day sleep. So normally at this age, if you're putting him to bed at 7.30, you'd need him up by two o'clock in the afternoon because that's the five and a half hours from when he got up to when he's tired enough to go to sleep. So, over the next week, I would probably put him down when... She didn't mention what time she puts him down, only that he does go down. Oh, not during the
0: day, no. Yeah.
1: So, we put him down, let's say at one, and we get him up at two, and you do that for a week, and then you give him an incidental sleep, maybe in the car or the pram, for 20 minutes between one and two, and then you do that for a couple of days, and then you try and keep him up for the whole day, but put him to bed earlier. So the initial days where he drops his day sleep, you'll be putting him to bed somewhere between 6.30 and 7. So you might need to creep everything a little bit forward. And then eventually he'll adjust to that and he'll go to bed at 7 very lovingly. He will take his dummy, turn his head and go to sleep. So I think that that is what's stemming all of this behaviour, but you are right, he is now of an age where he can also tackle um, a big boy's bed um, or a bed, but I would actually fix the sleep problem and then put him in a bed. So I wouldn't do the two together because he'll get a little bit all over the place.
0: Now, Deanne hasn't mentioned here whether or not her son goes to childcare, but how would you handle it if... He we just
1: tell there. them the same thing at childcare. So childcare, three-year-olds, they know that three-year-olds don't really sleep at childcare. They may want them to sleep, but they don't really sleep. So whatever um, system that you use or rhythm that you're going to use um, to wean him off his day sleep, just make sure everyone's on the same page and doing the same thing for you. And you'll always know that if he slept at daycare because he just won't go to sleep at night. That's a mm. dead giveaway that that they I'll have gone to, to sleep in, regardless of what you ask them to do. So be a little bit patient. Have a think about how you want to do it. Give it some um, rhythm for him. But I think this will simply be fixed by dropping his
0: day sleep. That I love that. Such a simple solution. Good luck, yeah. Diane. We hope that works well for you. You are listening to Kindling Helpline with Mother Nurse Chris Minogue. Chris um, advises <laughs> families across Sydney and across country through kindling kids radio um where she will take a question whether it's a newborn toddler a mixture of the two and help you sort out a few things it's generally a couple of tweaks like you just heard in terms of dropping the day nap but you can't see the forest for the trees sometimes yeah, that's right. So if you have a question, you can give us a call 1-800-KIDS-RADIO. You can um, pop a question below if you're watching us on Facebook Live or during the week. If you are listening to us via catch up through podcasting, send us an email to conversation at kindling.com.au. Tiffany has an almost five month old and they are currently teething. She says, yay, not. Okay. Teething not much fun. Our little man used to be great at self-settling. However, since this teething pains, he doesn't want us to um, put him down. Recently, we have had to wait till he's fast asleep before we can put him in his cot. I'm worried we're forming a bad habit and don't want Bub to get used to this. Is there a light at the end of the tunnel? So this would be an
1: interesting one to phone in because um, how do you know he's teething? So for a baby to be teething, he's sort of in the right age group. They generally teeth between seven and nine months, but some get them a bit earlier, some get them a bit later. And when they're teething, they tend to be unsettled all the time. So they're not happy out of cot. And then when you go to put them in the cot, they're suddenly teething because they saw the cot. So my bet is that even if he was teething and maybe a tooth's come through, He's now no longer teething. He's just used to being cuddled to go to sleep. So we have to work out how we get away from this position. If he is teething, and you can actually see the gum's swollen, quite red, he's gone off his food, um, he's sort of whingy and clingy all day, and then his sleep is difficult or waking multiple times at night, There are a lot of indicators to teething. If he's doing that, then give him something to help relieve the pain to make it a little bit easier for him to go off to sleep and to stay asleep. And usually across two or three days, if the tooth hasn't appeared, it probably isn't as much of a teething problem as you may think. Then we get back to the behaviour that could accidentally develop because of the pattern like a child being sick or a teething and now we have to slowly bring him back to self-settling. So I just give him a kiss and a cuddle and pop him down, um, leave for a couple of minutes, come back, give him a lot more reassurance and continue this until he's able to go to sleep. So I think this is what might have started with teething. He's now probably a settling Um a settling uh, issue but that's assuming that he's not whinging and clinging in between so if we can get a little bit more information it might it might help us but this sounds to me a little bit like whatever he's developed he now has to become more reassured in his bed and and learn to how to self settle again so give it a few days and I think you'll be amazed at how it does
0: return. Thanks for the question, Tiffany. This one comes from Lisa. I would like my four-year-old son and 12-month-old daughter to start sharing a room. When would be the best time to start this process and when is the earliest time I can transition my 12-month daughter into a bed? They are roughly on the same sleep pattern during the night, bed around 7, 7.30 and waking up between 6.30, 7.00 a.m.
1: That's Occasionally,
0: good. one or both will be up once in the night, but generally, they both sleep through. My four-year-old son is very keen for this to happen, which I'm hoping will make this process much easier. Love the show. Thanks in advance. Can I just say, Lisa? How sweet is that that your son wants your daughter in the same room as him? Yeah, he's got to have someone to play with. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my kids. Would Why like not that. a
1: twelve month old? I think he can easily do it at this stage because your um, four four year old's probably not having to sleep in the day, so that allows the room to be there for a one year old. Um, and the only thing I would say is that I would put the twelve month old down at seven o'clock, and then you put the four year old down at seven thirty. I would put them down together at the same time because they'll start playing off each other. And I think it might undo your 12 month old's good sleeping behavior. So I just start talking to them about making, you know, the bedroom for both of them and then literally just pick your day like Saturday and you you put the cot in there and the bed in there. um, And then you just remind the four-year-old what the behaviour is going to be like. So mummy will put the baby down at seven o'clock, then we'll have stories in the lounge room quietly and talk about our day. And then you're going to tiptoe into the bedroom and we'll give you a kiss and a cuddle and go to sleep. The one-year-old needs about 20 minutes of sleep for you to then go in the room and not disturb their sleep. So that usually works really well. And really, you know, you'll hear them in the morning playing together and all those sorts of nice things, which is really sweet. And then if they wake overnight, as long as they don't wake in the window of about 4.30 to 5.30, it usually doesn't disturb the other child's sleeping behaviour. It's only when it's that very early morning, like 5.30, that they're both in a light sleep phase and it might wake each other. But I literally just go in and say it's time for sleep and put whichever child or both children, just tell the four-year-old, roll over, it's time to go back to sleep and help the eight uh, the 12-month-old. So I think it's a great
0: idea. Go for it. Like excellent, that does sound like it'd be a lot of fun. for Yeah, uh, this one's from Holly. My five-year-old seems to have a lot of fears regarding going to the toilet alone at home and sitting at the dinner table. Has a chair fort around her. Is this normal? And will she grow out of it? Can I just say, my daughter's six. We live in an apartment where the toilet is maybe five meters from the dining room, and she will still not go to the toilet on her own. So nah. I don't, I don't know that I maybe both our daughters are not normal,
1: but I think it's very normal basically um um, the shores the the chairs around her could be that maybe she does daycare and she's used to everyone sitting around her you know to have lunch and that one I reckon is her actually wanting you to sit down with her Mm. and be with her the one about the toilet is really common so I wouldn't think that's not uncommon. Um, Can I
0: tell you a funny story? What yeah, we do? sure. I don't know if I should admit this live on radio. <laughs> Last time this happened with my daughter and we, didn't, we were eating and we didn't want to leave the table, my husband gave her his phone and we FaceTimed <laughs> while she went to the toilet so we didn't have to get up. Okay, that that is taking <laughs> modern parenting to the outer extreme. Oh, well, at least we could keep eating. Just saying, Holly, if you want to try it.
1: They were very hungry that day. Uh, <laughs> personally, I, I think we're majority of the time, um, I think you pick your battles. So if it's not worth picking, just go to the toilet with her. You and the rest the of the time, board. the rest of the time, I just encourage her and say, "Mummy's just here, you go to the toilet, keep talking to me, leave the door open and then come back. And I think that will help her adjust to the toilet. In. The chair one, I think, is um, at daycare, they sit around with, lots of people so she's pulling all the chairs close
0: yeah they're not uh, are they on top of each other i, I don't think know, she's Holly. just pulling them
1: close to her and i think okay. she might actually want someone to sit down with her try sitting down with her um because in our very busy world it's very easy for us not to sit down with children and eat and talk to them from the kitchen um or talk to them from wherever but actually i think they want they're like us if uh, if we just sit. Parents down individually at the end of the table to eat. We'd get lonely too, so. Might even build a chair fort. Yep, yeah, you might even build a chair <laughs> fort, um, but yeah, I think that one
0: she wants you to sit down with her. So. And maybe ask if she is at daycare. Holly, you could speak to the educators about whether she does that.
1: Oh, like, they well. would have mentioned it if she was collecting chairs <laughs> yeah. and plopping them around her. So I think they would have started saying, "Oh, we need to talk to you about your chair collection." Um, but I actually think it's she wants someone to sit with. All right. Well, Holly,
0: if that is not the solution, please feel free to get back in touch with yeah. us next week. Best bet is to call us on 1-800-KIDS-RADIO. This is Kindling Helpline. We have time for one last question. Um, if you haven't managed to get your question through to us, please remember you can email us during the week at conversation at kindling.com.au. This last question comes from Samantha. Best way to wean a baby six months old off night feeds. I don't know if it's the formula I'm giving him, but he isn't staying down as long as my oldest was at this age. I successfully got my oldest off night feeds by seven months by reducing the feeds gradually. But at that stage, he was waking at two for a bottle, then back to sleep. Yep. This little boy is almost six months. Feeds are great. He drinks a lot, 180 mils, and self-settles really well until morning. He's still waking every four hours for a bottle. We have a firm evening routine of bath, bottle, bed, and he's asleep by 6.30 most nights.
1: Okay, so it sounds like he has two bottles overnight of 180. Feeds are great. He drinks a lot, 180, and self-settles well until the morning. So I suspect he's taking too much at night. So, I'd if he's taking two meals and four bottles in the day, three of which are 180, which is the three from morning, mid-morning, lunch, with those vague hours, and the evening one of 240 plus two meals. Um, it's reasonable, as you said, that by seven months he's not having feeds overnight. So, if he's having two feeds at the moment, I would wean off the first bottle. So exactly how you did it with your first child. So I just keep reducing by whatever the scoop value is that you put into the bottle. So if it's 60 mils per scoop, um, then I reduce by 60 mils and wean him off the first one. And then as he gets to seven months and you've got him established well onto three mils, then I'd wean the second one. So I think your thought pattern is right. Um, and reasonable for his age, but it does sound like he's getting a lot of milk. So when Got they an are additional overlaid, one. oh, uh,
0: Do you feel it's a habit more than hunger?
1: Not even... Uh, yes, it's definitely a habit over hunger if he's taking four bottles in the day and two meals if not three it's definitely habit over hunger so I just start reducing the first one down then the second one by seven months and I think you'll be in the same place um, by the time you're seven months as you were with your first child but you're you're definitely thinking along the right lines Okay,
0: Brilliant, I love ending on that note Samantha, <laughs> thank you for your questions thanks to everybody who wrote in and thank you to Chris oh, for your sage advice. Always a pleasure if We didn't get to your question, um, you can always find chris's advice on our website go to kindling.com.au look for kindling helpline we do outline the topics that she's covered within the episode so um, you might find your exact same situation there already Um, you can get in touch with your questions during the week by emailing us at conversation at kindling.com.au you've been listening to kindling conversation if you enjoyed it there's plenty more where that came from